I mean, that's actually a really good place for us to get started. I basically, when I wanted to get into picking barrels, you're the guy that I called and you explained the barrel picking process to me. So I feel like this is a great way for my audience to learn about the barrel picking process. (laughs) Absolutely. That'll be the beautiful part about it. Absolutely. There's something, there's something poetic about that, I think. Right. Full circle. All right. Let me clean my mouth out with some water here before we get started. So we will pick a barrel, but let's start. Um, For those who didn't hear the last episode that I had you and one big pikey on with who you are, you're that one dude, Ryan, what's that one dude do? What are you all about? And we're going to get into why we are picking a barrel right now. But first about your channel. Yeah. So, hi, I'm Ryan Mills, that one dude, Ryan, on all social media, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, I'm probably on it in some way, shape, or form. Um, We started a whiskey channel. We started Whiskey Cigars, um, kind of branching out into some coffees and and other fun products that are out there in the world that I just enjoy using. That's the beautiful thing about it. Uh, Main reason why we started it, or main reason why I started it, was essentially to kind of poke fun at the whiskey world um wasn't because i didn't i didn't like the whiskey world it was because i love the whiskey world but i kind of didn't like all of the uh people that were out there just kind of making stuff up right mm-hmm. uh, you and i you and i both know that there are uh people that are so confidently wrong but because they're oh, yeah. confident they can uh, get away with some things so I just started making a page on TikTok where we did short form video uh, explaining whiskey. We review whiskey very differently, or I review whiskey very differently, uh, where we just do slams and sips. So we slam a bottle, we take a little bit of a pour, we try it. If we like it, then I give you a little, I give you a response. That's it. Yep. Yep. Short, sweet, and to the point. I th- I remember when I first saw that, I was like, man, what an idea. I mean, you just, <laughs> you, you're waiting for that reaction at the end. It's great. And and as I mentioned in the beginning, so I when I first wanted to get into picking barrels, I, I reached out to you and we did some talking about it. And then somewhere along the way, we decided let's do this little barrel picking kind of series, mini series together, um, where we're going through a, a series of craft distillers that we like. And um, it's it's unofficially the Friends series, right? That's what we decided on. Absolutely. <laughs> and this may or may not be barrel pick number two. We're not going to talk about what the brand is. We're not going to get into that um, because if we don't pick them, I don't want people to know who the brand is. If we do pick them, we want to reveal who the brand is later on. So exactly. we're picking from unknown brand right now, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about it now. Brand since X. you. Yes, exactly. Since you're the one who got me into picking barrels, I'd like to let you kind of explain in as long of a, a answer as you want. When somebody asks you, what is a barrel pick? What's the reason for it? How how do you begin to break that down a little bit? Oh, man. So you, you made the first mistake by saying that I can be as long or as short as I want. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's the wonderful thing that I always say uh, with barrel picks, right? These are going to be different than single barrels because companies themselves can create their own single barrels that are mass produced single barrels. Um, We'll just keep it at that. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, a barrel pick is a single barrel or a blend or like a private select that a group, an individual, um, let's say a retail establishment, they can get together with a brand. let's call it distillery X and they can say, Hey, distillery X, we really like your standard small batch, your straight Kentucky, your Indiana stuff, your, your blends, your private selects, whatever the case may be. And we would really like to do that. And brand X says, great, we will send you some samples or please come out to the distillery and we will just sample a whole bunch of uh, barrels that you can choose from. And essentially what a barrel pick is the best way to kind of explain it is, it is the individual or the group's palette that picks that certain barrel. Uh, the cool thing about it is, is like you, you could really enjoy what some people are picking because, I mean, if anything, if the future tells, and trust me, the future is nice for the two of us, um, we like to pick unique stuff, right? We Absolutely. want to pick the unique stuff for 
not only our followers, but for people to really enjoy kind of the uniqueness that is the the, the distilleries that we're working with. Um, or you could have something that's just very mass producible, I guess is the best way of putting it. So my rule of thumb is if you find a group or a retailer or a person that's making barrel picks or doing barrel picks that you agree with, you know, one, two, three, four different bottles that you've had from them, uh, continue to buy from them because you're just going to continue to enjoy them. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. I have people ask me all the time, um, are, well, I have people ask me all the time what a barrel pick is and how it works and how I do them. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode. But I always get the question, are barrel picks better? Are store picks better? Are content creators barrel picks better than just your standard bottle that you're going to find on the shelf? And the answer is always Maybe. It really depends. Do they have a palette that you typically align with? You know, even if you like my content and Ryan's content and you enjoy what we talk about, but if you usually disagree with our reviews, you usually find yourself enjoying different things than we enjoy, then you might not like our barrel picks. But right. I think the opposite side of that coin is a lot of people who follow us follow us because they agree with our opinions. And so if you find yourself liking the type of things that we like, this is our way of being able to be like, we can we it's e hard enough to put your stamp of approval on a brand but it's a lot yeah. easier to put your stamp of approval on a barrel like this barrel tastes good because every bottle in this barrel is going to taste like that and i know that it tastes good and that's exactly oh, what absolutely. we're shooting for here i think you put it excellently that that you're you're getting that creator or that group of people or that uh store if a store is doing it you're getting their palate so that's essentially what we're going to do. And so the way you and I are doing it is we work with the same retailer, people who don't know how even barrel picks occur. We're working with a retailer. They are going to have it for sale. And then we are essentially putting our seal of approval on that barrel. That's the way that this is going to work for us. So for those of you who don't know how to get your hands on it, uh, the easiest way is to either join my Patreon or subscribe to Ryan's Discord. It's your Discord. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. yes. So that's the easiest way to get your hands on it. We can't guarantee if you can other than that, and I'll put links to both of those down in the show notes. We can't guarantee if you can get your hands on it other than that, um, but that's what this is for. This is for those folks who love our palettes, love the type of things we pick, and they want to be able to get their hands on it. So we want to make it available to those guys. I'll quit blabbing my mouth so that we can drink some whiskey. So <laughs> we have four in front of us that we're just going to call one, two, three, and four. Um, let's go ahead and get the nosing going. I, what's your standard process? You've got much more experience with picking barrels than I do. How, how do you typically like to just jump into it? So, uh, since the beginning of time, since everybody <laughs> seems to think that I'm older than I actually am, uh, yeah. since the beginning of time, uh, what essentially the best way that I like to do barrel picks is to go by each one, right? Nose, palate, okay. taste it get a little bit of a wash next one nose palette taste it next you know get water next one nose palette move along nose palette move along what i like okay. to do is go through the four of them quickly right and then once you get through the four of them quickly you're going to decide almost right away i like this one i didn't like this one i like this more than the last one i like this one more than the last one and then i kind of you'll see me do it i think we did it with um with the prior uh barrel pick that we did or that's yes. soon to be released right is yeah i will start putting my glasses on the table in almost a ranking style right the one closest to me is the one that i like the most um depending on nosing depending on what what i'm tasting and depending on finish right um, okay and then go from there so yeah i can't wait even like color wise i'm already judging these things like right yes. off the bat number one looks not too bad on the color it's a little light i was but thinking the same thing yeah, I was thinking that as I was pouring them, I was like, oh, yeah, I like, I think it was the look of number one and number four, if I'm not mistaken. They both had a good look to them. But yeah, so that, that's good to know. So you're going to run through nose and palate kind of quickly, get a gut feel. Always. Let's do you that. You know, nosing's not too bad. Number one's not bad on the nose. It's a little light. Mm hmm. Mm. A little more of like a white sugar type and, and not so deep a flavor so far on the nose, but this is a gut reaction, like you said. Yeah, and the gut reaction is a fun place to start off with because gut reactions are where you're, you know, the 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 person who's going to purchase this bottle for the first time, they're going to take that sip and they're going to go, ooh, either that's really weird 
that's really good. I like the way that that tastes or I don't like the way that that tastes. So kind of having that gut feeling first and foremost on your own is only going to help you in the process. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because I think most people, you know, kind of like you said, you do your slams and sips for this reason. Most people aren't judging a bottle by sitting down and tearing into it for 30 minutes or an hour. Most people are trying it and they're saying, I love it or I hate it like that quick. That's how it goes. So that's that's a great way to look at it. Now well, I think on the fun part two. is the fun part is, and while you're nosing and tasting that one, the fun part is is when you're when you're doing this with depending on how many people, right? There's individuals that will pick barrels by themselves, and then there's groups of people that will pick groups of or a barrel with like 16 people, right? As high as 16 people, it's ridiculous. Now, with mm-hmm. that being said, I've been on really good groups, right? We just got done doing a barrel pick at Heaven Hill where mm-hmm. we picked, in my opinion, an absolute bomb, right? This EC, it's going to be an Elijah Craig uh, private select. And truthfully, after trying some C923, it makes C923 look bad, all right? Like, it no is an absolute banger. And by the time it gets bottled, it's going to be somewhere around 11 years, 136 proof, and it comes out of the Dietzville location. We pick that in 30 minutes. And then there's also the barrel picking groups that everybody's sitting there like this, just they're taking notes. Mm-hmm. You see them, and it lasts six hours. And by the end of the by the end of the six hours, you're like, which one are we going with? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now, did you pick it that quickly because it was that good, or did you pick it that quickly just because you guys were in a, you like you had other things going? So this was right around KBF, wasn't it? When you went and did this, it was literally the first day of KBF. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So we showed up, and we had set aside about three or four hours, oh, just because wow. you never know. Mm-hmm. Our next bet, our next step was to go to Willet and and have lunch and do the thing. Mm-hmm. We got done in thirty minutes, and all of us just looked at each other like. That's never happened. The 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 quickest we've ever done a barrel pick at the, as that group has been like maybe two hours, right? Maker's Mark was the worst. We were there for like six hours. It felt like, but <laughs> mm-hmm. number two is not too bad. Honestly, I think mm. I like the palate a little bit better. Okay, the nose isn't too bad. Yeah, I just moved into number three a little bit to get a gut feel. The other thing I wanted to mention is we we're gonna. We're really going to pick these apart a little bit over the course of the next 45 minutes to an hour or how, however long this takes, honestly. Um, and I want to always make clear that a lot of the times you're you're getting – we're doing four samples here. You're getting four pretty good samples. So we're really going to pick some apart and say we don't like that, we don't like that. We're talking about in comparison to each other because <laughs> usually, yeah. usually there's at least two or three really good ones if you're doing like four samples. Oh, especially that last one. I mean, we can go ahead and say it's hard truth, right? So Mm -hmm. the hard truth barrel pick, we had three phenomenal samples. Two of them, you and I kind of, we didn't argue over, but we just said, which one would we like more? Would Mm -hmm. Do we want the more unique one? Or do we want the one that is more of like a mass producible rye whiskey? And I think you and I both really... Did it? I, I couldn't honestly believe that both of us were like, we want to go unique. Yeah, that never happened. Usually, the two people or the three people that that are picking the barrel are like, well, I think we need something that's a little bit more mass producible. We want people to buy this thing, and I'm like, I don't really care. I want something that's unique that actually made us both go, ooh, this is really good. We like this. This isn't normal. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's a goal for me with a lot of my barrel picks is I I want it to be different because I don't just want it to be something that everybody wants to buy, but I want it to be something that the people who do buy it are like, that is something different, and now I have something that could be a special occasion bottle, it could be just when I'm feeling something a little bit different bottle, or it could be I've never tasted anything like that before and I love it. It could be that type of a bottle as well. You never know. And I, yeah, I couldn't believe it was like unanimous there when we were picking that. And that, that was so great. might be out by the time this episode comes out. It's really hard to say. If it if it <laughs> isn't out yet, if it's going to be coming out, I'll put a little blurb in the beginning for you guys about how to get it. <laughs> but it might be out by the time this comes out. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. That one was a little bit different. Number three was a little bit um, just right off the bat. It was a little bit more fuller flavored than one, a lot less nuttier mm-hmm. than number two. 
but a, what I'm getting more is like astringency on number three. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. More of that alcohol. Again, this is this is this is the quick hits. We're not doing it. We're not breaking things down here. This isn't going to be like. Yep. I'm tasting dark chocolate and coffee with a hint of crushed currant and lingonberry. Sorry if you're here for that. It's going to be boring if you're not. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to. I ran through two a little quick. I need to try that again. But your your spot on three so far is like probably was the most different right away from like one and two had a similar thing going on. Three was pretty different. I thought four was pretty different as well. Um, three and four kind of like two. Okay. I did. I did. I, I was, I was running through it. I love, I get so excited to see what these are going to taste like, you know? Yeah. I think that's a fair point about three though. It had, it had bolder mm-hmm. flavor, but it did have a little bit more of that burn. Yeah. And here's the thing. The thing that's never that fun that I think a lot of people. What is that? That finish is weird on four. I'm going to come back to it, though. Um, mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't don't understand is um, if you ever do a barrel pick, the one thing that you always have to kind of get a feel for, especially if it's not a blend, like I'm not going to go too far into what we're drinking, but if it's a blend, you have to understand that these have probably already been decanted. They've already been batted. They've already been sitting in a blend. Um, so you're probably going to get something very familiar or similar to what you're tasting before they get bottled. All right. With mm-hmm. a single barrel, especially if you're pulling it directly from the cask or from the barrel, whatever you want to call it, um, it's got to go through a decanting process. It's got to be dumped. It's probably going to sit in a vat for you know, a a couple of days, if not a couple of weeks, just to get a little bit of that um, tightness in the blend or in the, the, not in the blend, but in the whiskey to kind of Mm -hmm. break up a little bit and loosen up and air out a little bit. So it could actually have a slightly different taste from what you're going to have when it, when it goes to bottling. So I'm going to add just a smidgen of water to four. Okay. Just to kind of open it up a little bit. Yeah. And another aspect to that, depending on who's doing the barrel pick and what they're picking it at, um, a lot of times you're you're picking it directly from the barrel. You're trying a sample out of the barrel. Um, and sometimes you're not necessarily selling it at barrel proof. They do that sometimes too. And so you might the, the person might have tasted it at barrel proof. If they didn't water it down when they went to do the tasting, then the, it will be taste a little bit different in that regard as well. Big time. Like I've done barrel picks with Penelope and mm-hmm. you know, you taste them coming straight out of the sample bottle. Granted this was at home. So I got the sample bottles at home. We got into a group with the creators. Uh, what did we call it? The creators collaboration for TikTok. Mm-hmm. And what we saw was from the actual sample set to the bottling, the whiskey became a little bit more toasted right? A little bit more of the um, deeper chocolates and more burnt toffee than there Mm. was in the bottle. But the cool part was, is after that first couple of pours out of the bottle, it became more chocolatey, which was nice. Oh, is that it? I just realized it's sitting behind me. Yeah. (laughs) I just realized that. It's fantastic pick, by the way. Here, if you could see it. Yeah, next time yeah, I see that label. Next time we got to have a little bit more fun. We did, we did a, we had a really fun time with that. You know, we picked uh, a handful of creators on TikTok who submitted, which was mm-hmm. really cool. They submitted stories as to why they should be a part of the pick, and I had no idea who they were. So Penelope wow. washed everything away from those from those stories, and I had to pick based off of the story, not who the person was, where they're coming from, what their palate is, or anything along those lines. It was strictly based off of how I felt from their story. And the the guys, the, the people that we picked, I think did a fantastic job on this pick. Mm-hmm. Well, on that pick, I should say. That is super cool. I did not realize that. Yeah, I think you guys did do a fantastic job. And I think the extra toastiness, I didn't taste it when you picked it, obviously. But that is a very toasty, toasted bottle. You're absolutely right. And I, I really oh, enjoyed no. it because I like a good toasted bottle, toasted barrel. So um, nice. All right, I'm running back okay. through. I think after this next round through, we'll have to eliminate at least one, I would say. 
one of them, not necessarily number one, but eliminate one of these. That's the way I like to do it. And I'm curious, is that the way, do you ever just wait, you taste everything and then you say, we're going to pick this or do you do it? We kind of did it this way with hard truth where you're like, is there any that we want to throw out? Mm Mm-hmm. It's always easy to throw out one. Yeah. Or two, you know? Yep. I feel like it's a good way to make sure everybody's on the same page. Right. And it's easier. It's easier way of kind of narrowing things down, right? Get rid of the ones that you just think, you know what? No matter what happens, I don't think I will ever choose this particular barrel or this particular blend to go into a bottle with my name on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one, this one's difficult. Uh, number four, I don't want to say anything about number four. Because I don't want to put it in anybody's mind, right? But mm-hmm. the finish on number four is not my favorite. I agree. I think so. Number four to me, I'll give another sip here. I want to give it a fair shake. But it yeah. had a very uh, tingly, almost salty uh, taste come through about halfway through the palate for me. I got like a real, yeah. made me salivate and not in like the proof way, but in the saltiness kind of a way. Right. Saltiness or metallic. There's something Ooh, metallic. there that just I am not the biggest fan of. Um, which that has come to bite me in the butt in the future. Like I've tried a, a very metallic whiskey and then mm-hmm. I came back to it after a few uh a few days and it ended up becoming sweeter, but I don't know if this will be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember uh we actually had that. Not metallic, but we had that with one of the hard truth ones that we did not pick. But it yeah. had a weird taste to it. And then I came back like halfway through the tasting, like in the same tasting. I thought we were all like, because we were picking with um, the, uh, we were talking about it with the brand as well. And we were all kind of like, did that flavor change like a lot over the course of the past 20, 30 minutes? <laughs> and that's the other thing that can really throw you for a loop. But as you said, People aren't judging it by that. People are tasting it. They're pouring it in a glass, they're tasting it, and then they're judging it. Oh, yeah. All right. So I put four to the side only because okay. if I do decide that I want to come back to that, I will. But right now, it's it's not – it's probably on the least uh, enjoyable list because the sheer fact of that metallic note, that salty, metallic-y note at the end. Yeah, I'm actually trying to get it off my palate, and it's very difficult. I noticed if you uh, taste four and you don't rinse very well, the other ones are dulled a little bit. <laughs> Definitely, oh, it's a little time. harder to taste them. Oh, yeah. that's You know, the other aspect to this with, with throwing them out, another reason that I like to do it, and I think it makes sense, is you were tasting four barrel strength whiskeys. So we really got to be picky choosy with which ones we're drinking too much of, not just for intoxication reasons, but also for burning out your palate. You know, if you're chugging too much of one of them your palate everything's gonna taste like water eventually (laughs) (laughs) that's happened more times than not okay so Mm -hmm. so i'll tell you i don't want to name the distillery but you and i Mm -hmm. have already talked about this distillery in the past Mm -hmm. and i think um once we can get them to work with our retailer um our partner our retail partner is what i should say Mm -hmm. um i think we shouldn't we should get together and actually go to the distillery because I am right with you on that. <laughs> You're closer to the distillery than I am, but the distillery is so much fun to actually pick barrels with because you could mm. be there for hours on end um, and pick some of the wildest blends and finishes and just whiskey. I mean, if people know who we are, they probably already kind of understand what I'm talking about or who I'm talking mm. about, but you could be there all day. There's just drinking good whiskey. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking that because of the proximity to me. Not that it's not that it's in my backyard or anything, because people know where I live and it's it's not in my backyard. But I thought, man, I could definitely make the the venture there if you could come up. Yeah, we could definitely do that. We that could, would we, be, we uh, could cause some trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be a lot of fun. All right, I am going to try three one more time, and then I might be ready to throw another one out. But we'll see. Mm-mm-mm. So far, I have a leader, but I need to get back to one before I go and just throw names out. I know. I'm Which is surprised. They, yeah. Because what a lot of people don't realize is it definitely changes. 
it changes hard. Starting from the beginning, working your way down, then working your way back, like doing the snail or not snail, snake. Mm-hmm. Right? You're snaking too. You don't want a snail, that's too slow. If you snake <laughs> right. through them, you know, one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one, you pull different things out each time. Not only that, but you allow them to kind of open up a little bit more. And right now, on the nose, I have one that's my favorite. On the palate, I have one that's my favorite. And then in the middle, one that I think is more well-rounded than the other two would be my front runner. Okay. Um, but yeah, I need to go back to three real quick to figure out. Yeah. If I'm just I think ironically, I I fully agree with you on the palette, but the nose of four I loved. The palette, I just it, there was something about it I wasn't a very big fan. It was for me it was salty. It was it gave me the kind of made me my mouth water a little bit more than I'd like. Right. Kind of salty to it. It was just so like even the color. So here's the thing about four. Mm-hmm. To break it down on the eyes, it was it's a beautiful darker shade than the other three, mm-hmm. right? Than the other than the other one of the four. Um, on the nose, it was richer. It was when I say richer, I mean like deeper in in flavor on the on the nose. It was more of a yes. brown sugar, you know, not burnt toffee, but like a a little bit more extra aged toffee or, or cooked toffee. So yeah. that was really nice, right? It wasn't just sweet vanilla. It wasn't grainy. That's what I really liked about four until I put it on my tongue. And mm. then it started to tingle and get that metallic note. And then I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. There are two types of whiskeys that always break my heart. It's when it smells fantastic and it doesn't taste good. That's the, the biggest heartbreak probably. But then right. also, I love the nose. So when it tastes amazing, but I can't get anything on the nose i mean there are some where you stick your nose in the glass and you're like i don't smell anything i can't i hate that i hate that because i'm like i want to smell what i'm tasting and i don't and it's terrible right (laughs) i want (laughs) i'm right there with you there's been very few times this year that i've noticed something and i thought oh my gosh please let this taste like it noses and very rarely does it ever right Mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna name a name and I don't know if you've got the opportunity to try it yet. And if you haven't, I need to get you a sample of it. 13th Colony Double Oaked Cash Strength. No. So I haven't had the Double Oaked. I had just their run of the mill. And I like 13th Colony, man. I just My had their normal God. bourbon. It was great. So I have three bottles sitting over here. I have the rye, the regular bourbon, and a cash strength bourbon. So Buddy okay. and Scotty came over. And I'm going to drop a review on this. Sorry for those listening at home. It's going to be in the past, but it's essentially mm-hmm. going to be sometime this week. Um, okay. The double oaked, in my humble opinion, and again, my opinion, because other people are going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, whiskey of the year contender. Like, it's really? that good. Yes, it is. The nose is exactly what the palate is. The, the finish is just, it lasts, and it's good, and it changes, but... That's awesome. We probably shouldn't continue to go through that. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, they're great as well. Hey, maybe they're a contender for a future pick. I really like 13th Colony. Oh, I need to go up there. They're they're only like a five-hour drive from me. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're really close. They're closer than most good distilleries are. Yeah. Dang. I'm kind of so, fortunate there. There's some good distillers down in Columbus, honestly. Oh, so I'm, I'm a little oh. fortunate there. Uh, Middle West echoes over there. You have High Bank. You have Watershed. Watershed. They're all yep. they're all making good stuff, or that they are sourcing good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I have two front runners, and I truly don't have a decision between the two of them. Okay, you can eliminate another one though, right? I think so. <sighs> I think okay, so so if if the other one is three, just let me know. It's not. It's not three. Okay. For me, hold on. This, hold on. This now, may help. Now I gotta taste it. It might. No, it might it, because it three was one of my ties. So if you don't like three, we might be in luck. This might be a fast decision. Because the way that I'm feeling, I have two tops. One I like the okay. nose. Do not like the, the the palate as much. It's good, but I like the nose more. On the other okay. one. 
I do not like the nose because it's lacking, but the palate mm -hmm. is nice. And okay. then there's three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think... Don't be sorry. I like three. I think it's more different than one and two. Like, compared to one and two, it's its own thing. But I can also see... I think it leaves me wanting more. I think I like the flavors that it, it gives me. It just doesn't fill my mouth with the flavor. So I can see the argument for that. Okay. On three. On three. Oh, on three. Oh, man. I could also see a weird taste right in the beginning of the palate. Like irony. Is iron the right descriptor for that? I don't know. Reminds me of when I bite my tongue and it bleeds a little bit. Oh, like a copper note. Yeah, yeah, copper. That, yeah, yeah. All right. I would, so let me smell I had some a good one time two. explaining this the other day because somebody was like, I don't remember what it was that I said it tasted like, but there was a note and they looked at me and they go, When was the last time you tasted that? And I'm like, I've never tasted that. I'm never like licking stone walls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not yeah. like walking around licking metal. But you know, like when. You taste something and your mind immediately goes to pennies. Yeah. And you're like, yep. oh, that tastes like copper or it tastes like pennies or it tastes like blood or like something mm -hmm. along those. I mean, everybody's bit their tongue or their mouth in some or their lips in some way, shape or form. We're like, oh, no, I've, I've cut myself. Right. Yep. So you've tasted that 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 note, that irony note. Absolutely. Um, I just wish I could remember what it was. Yeah. Three just three stays. I will say this. Three's finish, mm -hmm. it just draws out. Like one's finish yeah. is relatively quick. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you what I have. Number one. Wait, wait, can I, I try really to guess? Like let me let me try to guess. Oh, go, go ahead. Before you say it. Because I want to see if I'm getting what you're if I'm smelling what you're stepping in here. <laughs> you think Okay, it could go one of two ways. So I think one's got the slightly lighter nose, two has the slightly bolder nose, but I think one has a stronger nose that I don't really have to try to smell. Like I put my nose up to it and it's right there. Whereas two, I got to kind of get my nose in the glass. So my gut reaction was you think one has the better nose and two has the better palate. Is that Correct. where you were going? That okay, okay. Back. Now Back go ahead. Back. No, <laughs> yeah, I want to know if I could guess it or not. Like on on number one, number one's nosing is really nice, right? You get mm -hmm. you get all the things that you want out of, out of an atypical bourbon. You get the vanilla notes, you get the the cherry notes, you get a little bit of that oakiness to it. Not a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the things that it adds to the mix is a little bit of that, um, like a rye spice. And when I mean that, like a, a, a smidgen of the like anise or anise, mm -hmm. whatever, like a black licorice note to it. Very little, not a lot. And then the last thing is like a sweet cream, um, mm. which is nice on the on the nose. And you really hope that that transfers over to the palate and it really kind of, in my opinion, falls flat. Yep. Almost both literally and metaphorically. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because the, it's not as, there's not a lot of um, effervescence to it. It doesn't tingle as much. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't coat as well. And the finish, like I said before, the finish goes, you know, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, and then it just tapers off to nothing. Yep. Where, you know, for, for lack of better terms, number two, the nose, you really have to struggle. Yeah. Right? Even after trying to let it open up, I'm trying to get it. I'm swirling for those that are listening at home. Uh, I'm yep. swirling, and I'm getting the whiskey up on the edge. And it's it's kind of a struggle bus. It you get a little bit of that vanilla cream to it. You get a little bit of the nuttiness on it. Mm -hmm. But unless you really get deep in there, there's not a lot to it. Smidgen of cherry, a little bit of, of the toffee note, but not a lot. Now on the palate, however, number two tastes like how number one smells. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. So then it's kind of a back and forth. Which one do I want more? I want to drink two more, but I want to nose one the most. Totally so. agree. Yep. When I, uh, like literally the first sip, that gut reaction sip we did, when I smelled one, I was like, wow. Like I really liked it. It was, it was white sugar forward. You mentioned that cherry, that vanilla. It was nice. And then the, the palate, it truly does just fall a little flat. 
I yeah. It actually, the nose and the palate that you do taste reminds me a lot of my first barrel pick. But I think my first barrel pick with uh, Blue Note, it it mm-hmm. came through more with the flavor. So it was like that, but oh, it was yeah. like that dialed up to more of like a ten. Number two. Whenever early on you mentioned a nuttiness to it, I agree. I think it's got like a nuttiness. It's got a woodiness that comes through nicely. Like it's not overpowered necessarily. That oak comes through. A little bit of like a caramel. I wish the nose was a little stronger, but I mean, you're still getting a nose from it. It just, it doesn't smell quite as atypical as it tastes. It smells a little bit standard. It tastes a little bit special is the way I'm thinking of it. Right. I, I absolutely, out of the three of these, I think on the palate, on the on the taste, um, to not sound too snobby, um, <laughs> on the taste or on the palate, depending on what you like mm-hmm. at home, um, number two is, is, in my opinion, probably the leader, not by a lot, mm-hmm. but it's got more oomph to it. Um, number three... I just wish I could get rid of that metallic-y mid palette. Like mm-hmm. on the front, it hits you with that with that that um, powdered sugar. It's like powdered sugar, vanilla, right on the front palette. It goes slightly metallic mid palette, and then on the finish, you have a little bit of that chocolatey note to it. A little mm-hmm. bit of that, you know, the black licorice from like a rye spice in there. Um, the palette isn't as full formed or it's, it doesn't code as well as say number two does, but number three does a great job. Like, I think it does a great job. Yeah. I just wish that metallic, there's one thing you're going to know about me. I do not like even the, 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 the tiniest little bit of metallic notes to things. Um, okay. You'll know, you'll know yeah. because I'll, I'll give you that like Jeff, the Creed look face. That's <laughs> my, my full opinion. So Chris does not, condone that but that's my opinion yeah, <laughs> or agree with you should opinion. say yeah you're exactly. totally allowed to have your i i don't think i've had jeff's the creed so i won't even make a statement oh, on it but let me send uh, you a bottle okay <laughs> okay okay yeah no i totally agree i can see what you mean by if there's any metallic flavor you don't like it because aside from that flavor i really like number three but now that I taste it, I can't get past it. Now that I see, like I said, the pennies, the copper, the bit my tongue, little bit of blood, I can't get past it. I, I see it. The nose, fantastic, in my opinion. But a little sour, actually. But the right in the middle of the palate there, that, that pennies taste. That is the most me. annoying part. That is the most mm-hmm. annoying part because it's just like that. You get a little bit of that, like, like you just want to do that. You just yeah. want. To, yep. Yeah. Get rid of that. You and that's know? the worst At part of picking barrels. True. Oh. True. That's the worst part of picking barrels is you know we got one barrel to try to make it the absolute best that it can be. So it's like you'll find one thing off about it, and it's like, well. It's a no, and it's it could if I picked it up at a store for retail and I tried it, I'd be like, oh, this is, this is a good bourbon. But yeah. trying to pick it as a barrel, it's like it's not good enough that I want to make it my barrel pick. That's the problem. Right? Do I want to really put my name associated with this whiskey? Not mm-hmm. not necessarily the brand, but just this barrel because right? You know, Distillery X has a very good name. People like Distillery mm-hmm. X, right? With that being said. Um, you know, half of the stuff that I've tried from Distillery X is fantastic. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. But the second they buy it, they pop it, they drink it. Is it going to make them go, yeah, this was the right choice for me to spend, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks plus shipping? Mm-hmm. That's where we have to play the game. That's where yep. we have to go. Is it unique enough to where we really like it? Like we can sit here with a cigar or sit here with a friend and family and, and pour this for them? Or is this something where I, you know, I have it once for the nostalgia because I like the person who picked it and I want to support them and thank them for their time and effort that they put into this. But like in all actuality, it's not my favorite. And the problem with that is, would you come back to that same person after that? Right. That's the thing. There's yep, been many we times don't... where I've had girl picks like that. Right. Yeah. We don't, like 
we definitely don't want to accidentally scare people away from our barrel picks, obviously, because these are people who trust us trying to right. buy something. And we also don't want to scare people away from the brand. You know, we're doing this with craft distillers. Our goal is to show off the craft distillers and show what they've got. And we don't want to accidentally show something that's that's not very good. Now, right. I think on the count of three, let's just say which one we want to be the pick Assuming we go with this brand, because we can, we haven't made the decision on that yet. But if we do, let's say on the count of three, which one we want? Do you have one in mind yet? Okay, Not one be being T like Rex, Velociraptor. Yeah, <laughs> do we should become best friends? Did we become best friends? Yup. I love that movie. Uh, mm. This will be the Step Brothers pick. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um. That's so what we just put on there. Can we build a, a bunk bed or something? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I could. I think I could. I think I could pick one of these two. Okay. That's the mm. hard part, man. You know, you know me. I could sit in the nose for hours, but the yeah, palette's worth that. It's also hard. It's also hard to. Pick one that you think everybody's going to like when you sit with it for a half hour and it changes. And it's like, ooh, that's a little bit better than it was. But that's what impressed me about our hard truth pick. Not to just flex that hard truth pick. But I I'm in love with it. I'm probably buying a few bottles for myself. It'll be totally 100%. transparent. Totally 1, transparent. 1,000%. It started off fantastic and it evolved and changed and just kept getting better. I, I loved that pick from first sip to 45 minutes later when we were talking about which one we were going to go with. It was fantastic. And it's a sweet mash rye. I'm sorry. I'm doing this into the microphone. It is a sweet mash rye. Like, yeah. what people need to understand is this is not your, literally, it's not your grandfather's rye whiskey, right? Yeah. It's not medicinal. It's not earthy. It is, like, I don't know if, if it's berry. It's sweet. It's so freaking good. Yep. And, um... I'm happy we both picked that one because I went back to the bottle after the fact, like a week later, it's been sitting in that, that sample bottle and yep. I tried a little bit of it. I tried a little bit of all three and I went, holy crap, this is, we picked the right one. Cause even with it's a little so bit of oxygen with it, it did so freaking well. It's so good. It's got just a berry pie flavor. That's not what we're here to talk about, but man, is it good. I'm buying a few yeah, bottles. Yeah. If it's going for sale shortly after this, I recommend you get a bottle and I'm not just saying that. I fully, fully get behind that bottle. All right. So on the count of three, I guess we'll say what our winner is. All right. If we're picking a winner, if we're going with this brand, the one that we're going to go with. Oh, no. Why is that? I added water. Ooh, so two I drops of water in each. Okay. I'll do a little bit here. I don't have much left, so I'm going to do one drop of water. I'm going to like. Come on, Chris. We got to get you with one of these. Just this. Just this thing. I know. I need to get like, yeah, the legit droppers. I know. Just a just a quick little dropper. I literally fill with like a little bit of um, um, stilled water in here, and I keep mm -hmm. it in here. Like it sits on my desk all the time. Yeah. Um, but two drops. Boom, boom. Swirl it around. Let it rest a little bit, and then went right back to sipping. Yep. I've always been a little bit of a purist. I usually don't do too much water, but I mean, I'm, I've been getting into it a lot lately because I've had some oh. where it fully changed. I was like, just recently, just recently, I did a review and I, I added water to it. And I loved it. I, I added water and I was like, oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> it was I not mean, good. A lot of people don't realize that there's, there's literal science to it. You know, the water soluble mm -hmm. things, you know, kind of help. And I, I may have had a few float to the top. So like mm -hmm. I, and I don't know how many people that listen know this, but I came from like the scotch world. So as you can mm -hmm. see behind me, there's scotch all behind me mm -hmm. on top of the rye whiskeys and all the bourbons. Um, but that's what we do. We, we add some water to it. And if you take a nice oily whiskey and you add two drops of water to it, it intensifies the flavor as long as you don't shake it up. Right. All mm -hmm. those things, the things that will not blend with water, all the oils rise to the top. You get that wonderful hit of like smokiness or big or rich raisin. And then the rest of it kind of goes along that way. What we're doing here is I think these are pretty oily whiskeys, pretty oily mm -hmm. bourbons. 
But once you mix it all together, you let it rest for a little bit, those kind of meld together. It does not proof it down as much as people just, you're just making the whiskey less what it needs to be. No, we're kind of helping it open up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and that changed it. It changed it pretty, pretty severely where before my palate was leaning one way, my nose was leaning one way. And now that might be a little bit different now. So mm -hmm. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to on the, on the topic of scotch real quick before we do this big reveal. Get, I'm I'm stalling to give myself time to think about which one I like more. Am I crazy yeah. or did you you're you're a big fan of Brooklotti? Am I right? I, I see the classic Lotti right over your shoulder there. I just yes. had that on the show. I love so bottle. I'm a huge fan. There is a uh, a special place for Isla Scotch drinkers, right? Mm. There's not a lot of people that like Isla Scotch or Isla whiskeys. Um, yeah. I love Brooklady. I love Ardbeg. I love Lafroy, Glagavulin, Bunahaben, Bamor. You name an Isla Scotch whiskey, and I will tell you whether I like it or not. Of course. But Brooklady is a special place. What what Jim McEwen did to Brooklady, bringing it back, reviving it, right? Coming from Bamor and, and really reviving everything that was Brooklady. Um, if you haven't had Octomore, you haven't had black arts you gotta at least try it once in your lifetime both of those are absolutely phenomenal whiskeys and then port charlotte i have a uh olco one port charlotte limited edition from a few years back that mm -hmm. i just sip and sip but my number one love is ardbeg if you can't <clears throat> tell like all of the bottles of ardbeg behind me here it's getting yes. harder and harder to keep up with Ardbeg, though, because they're limited releases and they're random committee stuff that they put out. It's just such a pain in the butt to keep up with, but love them to death. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just starting to really start to venture into the Scotch realm, and yeah, so I just had the classic Lottie. I had, you know, Tim, the whiskey influencer. He does a lot of Scotches yeah. and a lot of Irish whiskeys. Yeah, I just had him on, and we were having the classic Lottie. Nice. Fantastic pour. That was a really good pour. Yeah. The the classic Lottie. Oh yeah, a non-peated Isla Scotch. It's a little bit briny, but mm -hmm. not too bad. I thought I thought maybe less briny than Bunahaben as well. And I love Bunahaben. I'm not trying to slander that name, but um, I, it just oh, came I across call. more fruit forward to me. The the classic Lottie. Yeah, you could get that more uh, honey and fig off of it with like mm -hmm. that, that. I'm saying like that hint of brine. I've given it to multiple mm -hmm. uh, bourbon drinkers. And I've been here. Try this because what you think scotch is is not what scotch is. Right. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, Glenlivet Illicit still will knock your socks off. A Glenfiddich 14 will knock your socks off. And uh, an Abelauer will, will completely change your idea of what scotch whiskey is because a lot of bourbon drinkers are like, scotch trash because it tastes like smoke. No. <laughs> Dude. You, you did not have a good scotch that agreed with you. That's the problem. Yep. I've had so many people think that, that that's all that scotch tastes like, and it's, yeah, it's definitely not. Mm. Now. All right, you ready? I don't know if I have an answer. So let me let me ask you this, and uh, I'll just put it out there. Do you think you want to pick one of these four? That's the difficult part. Would yeah. I be willing to slap my name on any of these four? I, hmm, I don't. All right. Being completely honest, because that's just what I am all the time. And I don't care if mm -hmm. I hurt feelings or um, damage relationships with distilleries, because I do like distillery acts. We've already had this conversation mm -hmm. before and Absolutely. during the show here. Um, these four are not my favorite. Mm-hmm. From this particular brand, these four are not my favorite. However, I do have one that reigns better over the rest of them. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I would actually put that into the world, depending on price. I mean, if we're talking about a $30 to $40 bottle here, not a big deal. Yeah. But if we're looking at like $60 or $70, yeah, I don't know. If, if I, I remember correctly, we're looking at a $60 bottle and that's that's the struggle that I'm having. Um would I buy any of these? Absolutely. I I would buy these. Uh the problem that I'm having is I want to be as in love with this as I was with our hard truth pick and I'm just not. <clears throat> 
And I think there could be, I think there absolutely could be barrels from Distillery X that I want to put my name on. And maybe we'll ask for some more and we'll, we'll do this again, maybe on a live or something. But yeah. these four specifically, they just, they aren't quite unique enough and they aren't, all of them have something that I'm just like, eh. you know, if one, if one tasted the way that it smelled, I'm golden. If two smelled the way that it tasted, I'm golden. If three didn't have that slightly metallic-y note, I'd pick that. It's, they've all just got something that I am worried I'm going to have somebody open it, and they're going to try it, and they're going to be like, mm, I almost love it. And I don't want that. I want people to try it and be like, I love this pick. I want them to be messaging me, telling me they love it, you know? Chris, we're helping people learn a lesson. <laughs> so it's this is a beautiful thing here's the beautiful thing we are not a retailer right yeah. we are not beholden to sales um we are also i mean i i would assume i'm not gonna say for sure but i would assume that we are followed and mass for having uh realistic and honest opinions about things <laughs> you're right right we're not we're not we're not here because we we uh how do i put this i don't want to make it sound bad but like we're mm -hmm. not here because we are we're trying to uh butter up the distilleries we're not here yep. to make them feel better we're here to make our followers and the industry as a whole better right mm -hmm. so the fact is if you and I aren't comfortable with doing this, I think this may be the first time anybody's gotten a line eye, uh, a lines eye view at two people picking a barrel saying, you know what? These are delicious, but I don't want to put my name on them. Yep. I think you're I don't absolutely think I've right. experienced this before. Yeah. Which is oh, you never, you never had to walk. Well, it depends. Cause like if you're at the distillery, they'll just, they'll bring you new samples and you'll be like, Oh, that's, you know, but with only oh, yeah. having these four, I, I just, yeah, it's difficult, right? It is. It is. It's well, difficult. you and I also talked about this for hard truth too. Like we yeah. got together and we were like, they only sent us three bottles, dude. Like what mm -hmm. if we don't like any of these? And the beautiful thing about it was we liked two out of the three that they sent us. Like we right. really liked two of those. Um, yeah. This one, we got four and no offense to distillery X, but again, number one is good. The nose is fantastic. When you add water mm -hmm. to it, it changes the whole mood and presentation of it. The nose gets a little bit, uh, it stays a little bit of the same. The palate changes, which I liked, mm -hmm. but it's not like you were saying before. There's not a richness. There's not a depth of complexity. There's not a uniqueness to it. It just, it, no offense. It, it tastes like bourbon. Yeah. That's like, you summed it up. That, that's, that's kind of where I'm headed with this is, they kind of they kind of all taste like the mass production bourbon that we talked about in the beginning. Where that's not really where we're headed with it, and that's maybe just the feedback that we need to give them. But I, I also so for to give the people some closure, which were you going to pick on the count of three? If you had to pick one of them, which one were you going to pick? Okay, after three. the water. Ooh, all around, all around. If I said okay. you have to pick one of these four right now, which one if was I had it to pick be? one of these four right now, okay, yes. Three, two, one, number two. One. Oh, oh okay. Okay. After the water, number one took a different change. It I do agree. Better on the palate. I agree with you there. I usually don't drink with water, which is why I went number two. Number mm. two almost got a little stale after I added the water. It kind of like put a film on my tongue. I was kind of like, mm, I don't know I about that. It lightened yes. up a little bit. So, Remember how we were talking about before, I think it was before we started to record about the uh, rye whiskey that we yeah. did, that I, that I was a part of a, a group that picked that, the creator's mm -hmm. cast, right? For Sagamore. Um, yep. You know what ended up winning the bottle that we ended up going with was myself and Sarah, Whiskey Nomad. We added water and we tried uh. the two that we were, we were kind of. I, I never want to say arguing, but we were debating over which ones to go with mm -hmm. the two picks. The other two creators wanted to go with one of those barrels or one of those picks, one of those blends. And we wanted to go with the other one. We added water to mm -hmm. it. 
and one became more complex. The other one became stale. Mm -hmm. So we went, we were able to kind of have that conversation with the other two creators and say, look, this is why we want to go with this one because it does come become more complex, you know, with, with blending or blending, making cocktails and things like that. Sometimes that helps having yeah. something that goes stale is not my necessary favorite, but I'm long winded as hell because I've had a few drinks. So <laughs> tell me to shut up no. anytime, but that's no. kind of what we did. We ended up finding out that that's the one we wanted to go with, but by just adding a little bit of water. And here's the cool part. When you add two drops of water, you give it a little bit of a mix. You let it sit mm -hmm. for a little bit. It's almost as if it's opening up. So it's almost like it's yep. decanting for the bottle. So yep. I had a feeling you were going to go with one as well because after the water, it's like white icing, kind of fruity. I mean, it's like a different bourbon after the water. But my thing, and, and this is one of the reasons that I, I don't know that we should pick one of these four, is because I don't want to buy a bottle or, or, or sell somebody a bottle and be like, you have to add water to it for it to taste special. Right. You know, you want it to just taste special yeah. out of the bottle. That's the, oh, that's the thing. Yeah, you don't so, know what it's going to be like once you pop it either. Because it could it yeah. could definitely come out as like the number one we enjoyed, or it mm -hmm. could turn out to be a lot less what you wanted. So yep. yeah, I agree. With That's you. why I feel like I want it to be a bottle where it's like I like this so much that if it changes ten percent one way or the other, I'm still gonna like it. Like I'm still gonna think it's a bottle I should put my my seal of approval on. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Now here's the real good question. Mm hmm. Because we know Distillery X. Yeah, uh, we know that they have a wide range of wonderful whiskeys, not just mm -hmm. bourbons, but rye, Americans, things like that. They even, I think, have some Canadian blends that they do. Um, I wonder if we moved away from certain types of distillery acts to other certain types of distillery acts, if that would change the idea and the aura of what we're looking at. I think that's a good idea. I think that's the feedback that we can give them and, um, I think this could absolutely still be a pick with this brand, but yeah. something more unique, I think, is what we we need to yeah. head towards. Yeah, I think they have other 100. stuff that that would be really good. Mm -mm -mm. Well, now here's here's the other thing that I would say. I think yeah. we should sit on these four bottles, at least what we have left of Distillery X, and maybe mm -hmm. revisit and see if maybe a week or two down the line, a week or so down the line. Uh, if any of that changes for us, because if it does, then that's different. But I think that this was this was an exciting, at least dive into what people don't normally see. Yeah, that was my goal because I I get so many questions about barrel picks. You know, it's kind of a hot topic right now, and yeah. and I get so many questions about it. And I thought, yeah, I think people want they need to see the backstage of what we're doing when we're picking a barrel. We are not sitting in a room going, hee hee hee. Here's how we're gonna make so much money off these suckers. Like like we're genuinely trying to we pick something killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. When did that we're, happen? We're, we're genuinely trying to the, – the goal more than the making the money is selling something where people are like, Whiskey Noobs and that one dude, Ryan, they have killer picks. Like they know what they're doing. That's what we want, you know? We like and, the street uh, cred more. Yeah. It's all about the cred. That's what it's about. That's why we're picking these things. No cap. Yeah. That's, I <laughs> no, I, did we, I did we talk about the millennial notes last time with Pikey where I'm like – it'd be. I think it'd be funny. Somebody's gonna steal this now to do millen or not millennial, but Zoomer reviews of whiskey. <laughs> like this one's bussing, bussing, no cap. You know, like that. Like instead of a slam and sip, just take a oh, sip. And be like, mm, it's bussing, but it's not bussing, bussing. You know, <laughs> no cap, Seriously, no cap, all tea, okay. no shade. This, this whole review's been no cap because I mean, we I think we put it all out there. Yeah. We. We, we told everybody what we thought, and that's fine. And these are all four bottles that if I bought them, depending on the MSRP, because I don't remember the MSRP, but if I bought them at retail price, I'd probably be like, that's a good bottle. And I'd take it, and I'd share it with friends, and I'd be like, this is a good bourbon. Absolutely. I, I do. Yeah. Look, this does not steer me away from Distillery X whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um this only makes me actually the weird part about it is it kind of makes me respect them a little bit more because these four bottles were widely different. Mm -hmm. um, even though you and I can both see what the names of them are. And we know that only there's two different types. 
That's true. So how widely different they are at, at what four different proofs. Yeah, four different proofs completely. It mm -hmm. changes drastically between one through four. Um, and I'm honestly uh, very happy with what they've produced. I just, I don't know if we could do a, a single barrel or a, a, a private select with with what we got here. I totally agree. I you, I couldn't have said it better myself. You're absolutely right. So we'll reach back out to him and we'll do other picks as well. So don't I don't want anybody thinking I figured out who it is because they picked him later. We'll you're not going to know who it is. So just don't even worry about it. I don't ever want to accidentally put slander on a distillery's name. A lot of times barrel picks they're they're taking a shot. They're like this one tastes weird. Let's see if somebody, if it's their palate. And these just aren't our palate. That's just what it is. Yeah. It's not that they're bad drinks by any means. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So closing thoughts on picking barrels in general, um, because I'd like for people to leave, you know, if you want to be a fly on the wall for this barrel pick, I think you absolutely got that experience. But I want people to leave, I think, having like a an understanding of a barrel pick in the way that you and I have understandings of barrel picks. So if you had to throw out there something about barrel picks that makes them so different, that makes them – why? okay, this is how I want to word this. Why are barrel picks so trendy right now? Why, why do people love them so much? What makes them so exciting for people? Oh, there's so many things. Um, God, let's see. Let's see if I can do this quickly. Um, <laughs> sure. So just like bourbon, bourbon, bourbon's whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon, right? We hear it mm -hmm. so many times, especially in the creator space where, you know, new guy comes into the world and they're like, bourbon's whiskey, but not all whiskey's bourbon. And we're like, yeah, yep. we know we've, we've all said it and made 15 videos at the same time about it. Um, it's the same thing with barrel picks, you know, barrel picks are good, but not all barrel picks are good. Um, mm -hmm. People's palates are different. You could really enjoy some, you could really not enjoy some, um, they're different because they're not mass produced single barrels. What a lot of people need to understand with whiskey in general is that if it was really, 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 really good, um, or let's not say really, really good. If it was um, the standard, right? You get the standard note. Um, it would be in a bottle and sold as a single barrel on the shelves today that you could pick up. Blanton's, E.H. Taylor, uh, uh henry mckenna those types of deals mm -hmm. right yep what makes the excuse me what makes the other single barrels more unique is that it's something that isn't the standard it's something that isn't the norm it's something that could be unique or may fall flat or may just be a retailer that's going give me your money right because you mm -hmm. and i both know that that's the case and like i said i don't want to go too long but uh not everybody should be picking barrels I know it's not a popular subject, but mm -hmm. I've, I've had barrel picks from people that just buy whiskey, don't pick barrels anymore. Um, and there are barrel pickers that are out there that are like, you guys should have your own company. Like it just mm -hmm. needs to be its own thing. Um, so that's why that's, that's the, the long and short about barrel picking. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think right. you hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely. And I hope that people got a taste of that with this episode. You got a taste of what the behind the scenes is and what's going through our minds while we're doing this. So this isn't going to be the next barrel pick in our friends series, but it will we will have a next barrel pick and maybe this will be one of the ones in our friend series who knows how long this is going to go we have a lot of craft distillers that we really like so we're gonna we're gonna keep showcasing them as much as we can. Um, Absolutely. So if you want to follow that series, make sure you're following me. You guys know all my socials are at the end of the episode. Make sure you're following Ryan. You're pretty much that one dude, Ryan, on like everything, right? You have the nice synchronized hand. Literally handles. everything. That one dude, Ryan, on literally everything. Yes. Absolutely. So go go give him a follow and follow this series if, you, if you're interested in more of our barrel picks. Um, and I... I think we I think we did it here. I think we tasted them all. I'm glad that people got a behind the scenes look at it because I know folks were curious about that. And this won't be the last that you see of our barrel picks. We might be doing some talking about them on lives, things like that. Make sure you're following both of us. 
to check out all that content. Make sure you're following Ryan because, as he mentioned, he's got that content. He he bites his thumb at the normal whiskey industry. It's something a little bit different, and and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You and I have a lot of fun on social media, I think. So. We try. We really we try. try. to. <laughs> Regardless of how many people yell at us in the comments, we, oh, we have fun with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Thank you guys for listening to this barrel pick. And uh, although you won't be buying this one on the shelves, Hard Truth might be coming out right around this episode. If it hasn't come out already, I recommend you try to get your hands on it. But of course, I'm biased. Ryan's biased. But look out for the next one then. Keep an eye out. We'll be talking about it. Thank you guys for listening. This episode is a great example of our motto. If you want to learn to drink, you've got to drink to learn. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.